What is up, Buff Nation? Welcome into DNVR Buffs Prime Time. We are presented by Prize Picks. Guys, download the Prize Picks app. Sign up with the code DNVR, and they can and they will give you a first deposit match up to one hundred bucks. I am joined by our good friend Nikki Edwards here of CU Sports Report. Welcome back to the show. It's been a minute. I can't even I remember know. the last time you were here. I'm like the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> when was the last time you were here? Dude, I literally think it was the TCU game. No way. It's been that long. Yeah, dude, wow. it's been that long. I know. We've all just been working our little asses off. and Trying to. Dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up with everything in this offseason has been crazy. But, no, it's so good to see you again. Yeah, you too. And you had your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. What would you do? Um, I didn't do too much for my birthday. I just went and hung out with my brother. Kind of chilled. I had work. Yeah. So it was signing day too. So it was just crazy. Yeah, it was a Jake Schwann's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. How have you been though? How's uh all the work you've been doing been going? Oh, it's been good. I mean, Coach Prime certainly keeps us busy. It's always a, you know, a wild off season seeing all these guys come in. I mean, a lot of like top 100 transfers. You know, they've picked up a lot of like productive guys. Like they seem like they filled a lot of holes there, especially yeah. of course within the offensive line, like a lot of those pickups, like Tyler Johnson, like, you know, he grades out so well on PFF, like this, it's really, you know, there's a lot of talk and, you know, during the season and now we're seeing, you know, the results of that and everything kind of coming to fruition with Jordan Seaton, of course, and all the drama with that. It's, you know, trying to keep up. And I also do work my second job with Yahoo Sports and that keeps me busy for sure. So just trying to, you know, stay in the loop as much as I can and not get burnt out. But, you know, it, you're a working woman. <laughs> I know I have to be <laughs> I have to pay rent in Denver. So that's true. Yeah, we've all we're all going through that struggle. Uh, producer Alyssa's off today. Producer Yaya's yeah. here. So uh, my 49ers got beat on Christmas Day. What's that? 49ers mm -hmm. got beat on Christmas Day. Yeah. I'm still recovering from that. How do you feel about uh, the Niners? at this Dude, point? you know, like you, my <laughs> hopes were so high, like they're just like beating everyone by such a large margin like the eagles was such a definitive win and you know going up against the ravens of course it's number one on number number one and when brock purdy throws four interceptions <laughs> i think that's when you know that you're probably going to lose a game and they were just so off on like so many different things and that just wasn't the christmas gift i was hoping for you know i just thought the 49ers were so dominant recently well, so it could be i worse. assumed that they were gonna win that game i know you could be a broncos fan right now true oh my goodness yeah that <laughs> <laughs> woke up one morning and said russell wilson benched and there it is i told you we wouldn't have to wait long nikki was on the coach prime documentary uh I know <laughs> i know that was so cool i said it to all my parents and you know let's go you know, little wins. That was such a great opportunity, and just like being on there with like all you guys, yep, it's such yep. a well-produced. It was super dope. Uh, we'll we'll get back to that in a bit. The latest episodes out. Uh, we talked about that a bit yesterday, but today. Today. Today we had more <laughs> Jordan C in news. Uh, he's at the Under Armour All-American Game, captaining Team Ice, I believe, actually. Yes. Team Fire and Team Ice. Jordan's manning down Team Ice. Uh, Brandon Davis Swain was going to be there. He's hurt, yeah. so he cannot compete. Anyways, Jordan Seaton spoke to the media today, um, and we learned quite a bit about what's gone on, not only the last week, but last few months, kind of his process of being recruited, and re what's really being said about Coach Prime and what's going yeah. on there. We're having a watch party at the bar right now, so if you hear the, yeah, the screaming in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's... Uh, squad is playing i think this is leeds leeds Anyways. united baby let's go what is it leeds united leeds yeah all right let's get into it so he was asked about uh why colorado and he said something that we hear a lot about when it comes to coach prime and really just his uh what he wants to do as a coach beyond football and that's molding young men that's exactly what jordan seaton said he brought up his mom uh how how she felt about colorado and coach prime and what came through all those visits. Um, one of the juicier details, he signed his NLI on Wednesday. We had to wait till <laughs> Friday. He waited to send it in on Friday, but Wednesday is when he actually signed. So uh, a lot of people got played. Let's <laughs> First off, you tell me, when you were experiencing this Jordan Seaton saga and it was all unfolding, 
How, how were you feeling? Were you confident he was still going to be a buff? Yeah, I mean, sometimes when there's smoke, there's a little bit of fire. You know, we saw rumors with Marilyn, but just it seemed a bit off, The you know, just because he went on Undisputed and he went on these, you know, national broadcasts saying how much he, you know, appreciates Coach Prime, why he chose the university. Like, there was a lot of, like, backing and evidence why he would still stay with Colorado and, you know, Maryland, like D.C., like there is some linkage there. But there was like, you know, there was just too much prior commitment and like media Mm -hmm. with Jordan Seaton. And when the Maryland rumor came up, I was just like, hmm, I don't I don't necessarily know about it. I know (laughs) it was just so random, like very like timely, per se. And then me and you both sat through the Hayes Fawcett. We'll get to that. And I was just, you know, I was, I still had a feeling and I just kind of needed to see that end result and ultimately he ended up signing with Colorado. But during like kind of the back and forth and confusion, I was like, I could, I could have gone either way, but I was, I still felt that, you know, and I still, you know, somewhat heard that he was going to stay with Colorado. So it ended up happening eventually, but it was just like. You know, it wouldn't be signing day without a little bit of drama. Of course. Has to be. Um, He also shared his thoughts on the trajectory of Colorado, which I thought were pretty interesting. He said Coach Prime expressed his need for linemen. Obviously, we all watch the games. Um, But it sounded like he kind of made a pitch to Jordan that really he's going to build this offensive line around him. Uh, Obviously, he's Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. He's got all these connections in NFL circles. And Jordan mentioned that working with like offensive linemen i guess specific coaches i I almost said masterminds i guess some of them are like duke mannyweather um he's coached a lot of guys coming up through the high school and college ranks and have become very good pros um and then he (laughs) talked about uh teams negatively recruiting against colorado (laughs) which we know is happening it's not a secret like we see what the uh, all the anonymous coaches are saying. We see what all the talking heads feel so confident saying on TV about this program. So it's easy to assume a lot of coaches are saying the same thing. Uh, he said the most infamous thing that he was asked was, "What do you want to be a rapper or something?" <laughs> Which is kind of crazy to me that you would ask this kid that. Yeah, that's definitely Colorado's like seemed like they always had a target on them like all season just with, you know, all the press they're getting. It is, you know, it's been much more flashy in like seasons prior, but you know, that that's definitely an interesting thing to propose. Like, you know, there is gonna be a lot of press. I mean, of course there's already been a lot of press around Jordan Seaton. You know, he's a, he's the number one offensive tackle in the country. He's a five star, he's incredibly talented and you know, it's like say something like that i mean maybe that's not the best way to positively recruit someone (laughs) and just you know just make that assumption because you know i know it's a joke but ultimately that's not what he's there for you know he's not trying to be a rapper but there is like you know that scene in boulder but that's what makes it fun that's what makes it interesting this is like why kids are coming to colorado and we're getting like the buffs are getting these really, you know, four stars and five stars that they haven't gotten yeah. in years prior because it is an entertaining school. They have these connections and relationships with, you know, famous people. And that's definitely a factor in why they come to Colorado. I mean, you know, you can become a rapper if you really want. You probably could. <laughs> Shador's out there rapping. I know, exactly. So. Like, they're, you know, they are a musically inclined family. But, you know, that's just something interesting to say. And it definitely continues to play to that narrative of, just the action and just the I think the doubt that floats around the program outside of the program like right. that's just like the outside perception of the yeah. buffs I mean the chat's talking about it and we we joke about it on this show the old whites <laughs> that's like a typical old white statement right there though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it just shows that you really don't know what's going on at Colorado unless you put the time in I mean I say it on this show all the time watch the YouTube stuff um, actually learn about what Coach Prime is trying to do, not only for this team and this program, but trying to change college football, really, for the better. Um, so there's a lot that goes into that. But, yeah, it's unfortunate that some teams and recruiters have to stoop that low in their recruiting yeah. because you're kind of going up against a Titan in Deion Sanders. One thing I will say, like what you said about Coach Prime wanting to build the offensive line around him, like mm-hmm. I think – 
continuously we've seen Coach Prime, you know, make these statements and what he wants out of the team. And ultimately what he says eventually comes true, I think, just with the linemen and bringing all of them in in the transfer portal. And just just throughout the season, we've seen multiple examples of that. And I think that's going to be such a compelling piece come the fall. Like, he, you know, a likely starting role, like getting integrated into that offensive line, like, you know, he has, he's sizable. He has, you know, a lot, you know, experience. I think there's a lot of potential there to build that offensive line around him with a new a line coach with Phil Lodehole and them working closely together. And, you know, that was just ultimately the biggest priority going into the offseason. But I, there's so much intrigue there in what they can produce around him and getting, a, you know, an offensive lineman like Jordan Seaton yeah. and continually bringing that talent, then you can finally have an offensive line that can, you know, protect your door and do things that the offensive ne- needs to do. Uh, running the ball included, because, man, yes. we really struggled there. <laughs> uh, a few more little nuggets here. He was talking about what Colorado did this year and how Coach Prime has kind of already turned this program around. Um, I picked out this quote. He said, give it a year or two years, and that's going to be a real program that everyone's going to want to go to. And we talk about that a lot on this show, (laughs) that in the future, the very near future, this program is going to be in a much different spot. And we already saw it. I mean, you mentioned the transfer portal guys, how quickly they came in here early in the process. Obviously, Jordan Seaton was a, a massive factor in sort of turning the tides for the offensive line this offseason and just the recruiting in general for the program. But this is still just the start for Coach Prime in this program, it feels like. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I feel like last season was a foundation layer. It was a builder. I think it was an establisher for all of us to really understand what we were getting ourselves into with this Coach Prime hire and what it really meant and just defining what we were going to see moving forward. And I think, you know, of course, it was, you know, a four and eight season. But, you know, despite the losses, there was so much, you know, lucrative factors and positive aspects that came out of the season just with, you know, the, I feel like when I'm on the show, I always talk about the 2022 team. But just the the <laughs> jump, the jump from sure. 2022 to 2023, this, it was a positive step forward regardless of, you know, how much they were losing. And it ultimately comes back, like circles back to the offensive line. But now we've seen the problems that are, you know, on the field, things that need to be addressed. They picked up Will Shepard, such yep. an intriguing and uh, really productive wide receiver. I think, you know, they struggled in the SEC. They didn't have right. a good offensive line similarly. But I think once they have all those pieces together, he's going to be such a um, productive asset within that offense. And, you know, it's just putting all the pieces together. Like you always see um, Corey Phillips and them tweet the – the puzzle piece and it's all just pieces to the puzzle and just another just building for a season and you know the coaches can address the problems like they see what's going wrong within the program and we see those too as fans and they're just you know filling those holes and filling those gaps and the talent that they brought in is you know kind of a bright note on yeah what's happened in december really um last thing here and you already mentioned it but the, uh, the Hayes Fawcett IG Live. <laughs> Soccer team just scored a goal. We shot a, someone scored a goal. Um, but this was the most, <laughs> I don't know, head-scratching for some, uh, funny, cringe, some might say, chapter of this entire saga was the Haas Fawcett Live. Um, <laughs> Jordan Seaton straight up said that uh, he and Shador kind of trolled him. <laughs> and it was uh, basically an inside job. Uh, what were your thoughts of the Hayes Fawcett IG Live? And now that we know it was all kind of a, a setup, I guess, uh, against him. Yeah, I was making dinner while this was going on. <laughs> I was in the heat of making my gnocchi and bolognese sauce. Anyways, <laughs> you know, I think what I held on to during that interview is that he said I'm still a buff. Right. And he never really, you know, like... I have to, I don't really remember, but there wasn't a lot of talk of just like Marilyn, you know, it was just like yeah. where his mind was at and, you know, it's just like him and <laughs> Jordan Seed and Hayes just going, let's all love, bro, like facts, like, that's <laughs> right. just, you know, it's just like all love, like media is crazy, 
you know, the social <laughs> media real, is not real. real. And social media, you know, is, you know, this is this not truly part of the reality or whatever, the existential factors that come with social media, whatever. But, you know, there it wasn't, it was just like a general, like, conversation. There wasn't anything that made me think like, oh, okay, this, he might actually commit somewhere else. Right. Like, you can tell that there was still stuff, you know, stuff with the buffs going on. And <laughs> it was just like, it was such a long conversation. I was just sitting through it waiting for, I know. waiting for something to happen. And it was crazy. Um, that was to me, I've said it before. That was the, the thing that tipped me off that he was still going to be a buff. Mm-hmm. Was that whole IG live, just how weird it was. Um, how he was so vague about Colorado, how he intentionally brings up Nebraska first as teams that he's talking to when they weren't even in his top schools. How, how you said, how he never even mentioned Maryland. Yeah. Like the entire time throughout that whole thing. So uh, kind of hilarious, though, that uh, <laughs> it actually was a troll this entire time. Um, one last thing about that that I thought was interesting, too. Um, he was talking about Colorado and Coach Prime when he, was, when he was talking about how he turned this program around already, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was saying, give them a year or two and they'll be somewhere everyone wants to go. He didn't even know the record. Like, he said, <laughs> what, what were they, five, five, six wins? Like, what were they? Like, yeah. the four and eight record is, like, irrelevant to these guys right now. And credit to Jordan Seaton. He's one of many people. Uh, I think there's a lot of people in the chat and that watch this show, too who see the record and see what happened on the field last year and are able to put it in perspective and realize it's just year one of a whole rebuilding process. So credit to him for that because, uh, I don't know, a lot of people hold that against Colorado, but it doesn't mean as much to the people that it, uh, that's most important to, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately we would like to see a bowl game out of the team there was there was a lot of there's so many close games i think we meant like you guys mentioned that a lot like there were so many close games last season and you know so many possessions that went wrong but you know we get all caught up in you know the the details and just you know what everyone's saying and ultimately just what came out of last season was something that was much brighter from seasons prior and just a, a brighter path forward and you know recruiting is know a tough game but i a lot coach prime has been winning a lot (laughs) this recruiting season and he's doing exactly what he said he would and i think you know if you get five stars you know travis hunter cormani mclean and jordan seaton you know there you're doing something right the colorado wasn't getting um five stars before this is just progress you know it's like ultimately as you know as fans you want to see more wins or you want to see more of this or x y and z but it's just, you know, this is all part of the process. And Jordan Seaton was just such a big part in what Colorado is building for the future. For sure. Um, you can check out that entire interview. It's on uh, Rivals' YouTube page. It's on Twitter. I tweeted it out. I'm sure you tweeted out CU Sports Report and all that. So uh, go check it out. Yeah, it's a good interview. It definitely gives a lot of context on stuff that's happened. With yeah, them. you learn a lot in those six minutes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's really quick. <laughs> All right, shout out to our great friends over at Prize Picks. Uh, you guys already know what Prize Picks is at this point. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, just you against the numbers. You can make picks on basketball, you can make picks on football, you can even combine the two. All you do is pick your players and pick more or less for a few stat lines, put them all together in an entry. Um, it's super easy to play. You can make a pick, make picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy, so if one of your players gets hurt, uh, your entry is still alive. They got quick withdrawals and an enormous selection of players and stats. Go to pricepicks.com slash DNVR. Use code DNVR for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's pricepicks.com slash DNVR and use code DNVR. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. And then also shout out to our great friends over at Game Time. Uh, Buffs Basketball is kicking off their non-conference or their in-conference slate for the final time in the Pac-12 tonight. If you're trying to go to the court, uh, CU Event Center and watch this basketball team, check out Game Time. Uh, men's, women's, uh, Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, wherever you may be, whatever city you're in, uh, not just sporting events, but concerts, events, whatever's happening, wherever you are. 
Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code BUFFS, B U F F S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B U F F S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, um, let's have some fun. <laughs> let's do it, Jake. Right. Me and you love to have fun. We do. Um, so, yesterday, I think it was while we were doing this show, actually, the, the Pop-Tarts Bowl was on. <laughs> and uh, it was a fine football game. Uh, honestly, I can't even remember who played it in UNLV at this point. UNLV and Kansas State. There Kansas State won and ate the edible mascot. Um, either way, the most interesting and amazing part of that game was the fact that it's called the Pop-Tarts Bowl, and there was a live mascot that was baked alive and eaten <laughs> on television. That's a skype. That's a that's a, something we certainly have not seen before. A mascot being pretty. I think the cheese it bowl needs to respond. The cheese it bowl must respond. <laughs> Someone has to respond. Um, but here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna draft our favorite wacky things about college football. Um, it could be whatever you want. Okay. Um, you can be as specific or as vague as you want. We're just having fun with this. Um, if you're watching in the chat, let me know what your favorite wacky thing is about college football. Do you want me to start? Go for it. All right. Look, we even got your, your face on the graphic, too. I know. That was a picture of me from the career fair when I was a oh, sophomore. <laughs> same glasses, um, same brown hair. I've been thinking about dyeing my hair red, but anyways. Sign <laughs> off in the comments if I should dye my hair red. <laughs> let her know. All right. My first pick um, and my favorite wacky thing and it relates to CU, is live mascots. That is one of the crazier, cooler <laughs> things about college football is the fact that we have live mascots. Uh, you go back to, I can't remember what game it was, but when Texas and Georgia played in that bowl game a few years back, and uh, the bulldog is like getting after Bevo and stuff, and like he's like messing with the cage. Oh my we god, have, the Bevo stuff was so sad. Yeah, it's that was crazy. So sad. We have Ralphie running on the field here at Folsom. Uh, we have got Mike the Tiger at LSU. I love all the live mascots. We need more of them, and they are uh, they make college football fun. They do make college football fun. You know, we gotta handle those animals in a very humane way. What <laughs> we <happen> do? <laughs> what happened with the? It was the OSU game, right? They. Remember they like killed like a be not Bevo the actual mascot but like they left a dead um, Longhorn. Oh no! Who? What was that? Um, it was the Big Twelve title game. Yeah. It was Oklahoma State. Someone like, yeah, it was Oklahoma killed State. an actual Longhorn. That yeah, don't is, do that. Be nice to that. animals. I know. Be nice to animals. They you know they're here to celebrate football <laughs> with us as well. You know this was just like a random one. Like I'm just thinking about like the year. Like so many things happen in college football. And I'm going to say a name, and it's it's probably not going to sit well with people, but Mel Tucker getting fired from Michigan <laughs> State in a very scandalous way. And then Jonathan Smith stepping in from yeah. Oregon State, leaving his... So oh, scandalous coaches, is that what you're going with? A little bit. You know, it's not very wacky, but, like, you see moves like that, and you're like, oh, my God. Like I they, mean, the Bobby Petrino saga at Arkansas, <laughs> like, all that crazy stuff. Yeah, like, that, that coaching move was definitely one of the more... Maybe I think wacky, but like certainly like scandalous made you think like that something is definitely going on behind the scenes there. And God, yeah, maybe a name we don't want to mention, but that was one of like the bigger sure. coaching moves this season. I sure. was like, damn, I was like, oh man, like it's just these coaches are no yeah. shame. There's, they a lot get of, crazy. there's a lot of things to say about Mel Tucker, but I am True. somewhat not surprised. That uh, you can let it out here a bit too, if you wanted to. <laughs> All right. Great pick. Um, we're going to snake this. So I'm going to give you another pick here. Okay. Are you good for another pick? Yeah. Okay. I would say, <laughs> I think uh, a Colorado reference this season was Dan Lanning saying that Colorado's fighting for clicks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in that whole saga and beef between them. Of course, that game was just atrocious up right. in Oregon, but I think all, like, the the back and forth and, like, the, the antics before, uh -huh. that was pretty wacky. Just so the, the trash talk, is that what you're going yeah. with? The trash talk of college football? Yeah, I mean, the trash talk with Coach Prime. <laughs> trash talk with Coach Prime. I mean, two very different things, so I get what you're coming from. Yeah, there's just a lot of, like, you know, everyone was taking, like, shots at him, like Jay Norvell. Yep. I mean, 
it's it makes the game better. Like both like that CSU game was so much better with like that pretense and that storyline going into it, and that right, was just right. like, ugh. It was pretty, you know, it's just like silly to look back on, and it's just like good that Colorado got a win out of that. Good pick. Um, yeah, it's extremely interesting here at Colorado, always with Coach Prime. Um, my next pick, I don't know how to word this, <laughs> but I'll just say creative NIL deals. Mm. Um, like, remember the coldest Crawford? Oh, yeah. Partnering with, like, the, what was it, like an HVAC company or yeah. something like that? Like, stuff like that is hilarious. Um, when <laughs> DJU, like, partnered with, I think it was Bojangles, like, and that was a big deal. Um, Caleb Williams in the Fansville commercial. Yeah, like... Just seeing these college athletes like actually getting paid for what they do, but finding like fun ways to do it as well. Um, that's something about college football that, I mean, we we need to iron out a lot of things for sure. But it's it makes the game fun. It's it's cool to see. You know, it's good to see like their you know their faces and them integrated in these like companies, especially like with you know they're making fun of it and like, you know, it's just like it just it's funny. Like it's just like it's cool to like see them and like the KFC commercial with like Coach Prime and all of them. It's just like. You know, we get caught up in like football. Let's all have a laugh. We're all people, and it's like it's funny when they do these like, you know, media things. And right. it's 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 cool to see them in those settings. Um. Okay, I'm coming back around here. On my next pick, <sighs> something that I mean, it's football. It's not super wacky, but midweek action, like mm. games, or like bowl season when games are just like in the middle of the week and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. There's just a different vibe to those games that aren't on Saturday or, like, aren't in primetime slots. They always get a bit crazy. Um, like, <laughs> if you have, like, a San Jose State New Mexico game on, like, a Friday night or something, you know it's going to always be a little wacky. Yeah. We saw the Friday night games that we had here at Folsom. Those were <laughs> wacky. Um, so midweek action will be uh, all-encompassing. We'll maybe fix that in post, but... Football games not played at conventional times always get weird and wacky. Yeah. Maybe I'll play off of that, too, and just, like, a hat tip to the Pac-12 and all the wacky things that happen mm. in Pac-12 after dark. Yep. Like, there's so many, like, wild moments, like, throughout the years. So it's like, what? Like, like, like the Pac-12, just it, so many – anything could happen in Pac-12 mm -hmm. after dark. Of course, like, we saw it this season. And, like, oh, man, that double overtime against Stanford. Whew. But yeah, rough. <laughs> The, I would say a hat tip to the Pac-12 after dark. And, you know, it is it is sad to see, you know, the conference go. But I just want to I want to pour one out for the Pac-12 and all the wacky moments that happened. <laughs> Love it. Within the season. I'll have to go back and go through the archives. But there's definitely a thread on Twitter that shows just the the silliest things that happened in Pac-12 matchups. Um, your final pick here. Oh, see, I wish I came a little bit more prepared, but I would say this isn't like this isn't like a good pick, but it was like funny when it happened. Um, Ryan Day taking a shot at Lou Holtz. <laughs> You're just going for all the trash talk and uh, scandalous coaches, all that stuff. I work stuff. in social media. That's all <laughs> That's I true. see. That's true. It's your life. Ohio um, versus everybody. Ohio, Ohio oh versus gosh. the world. Well, Ohio. Michigan versus everyone, Colorado versus I know. everybody. Sign stealing could definitely be up there too. Ooh, sign stealing would be a good one. Dude, that was like that was like the whole <laughs> that that was definitely a defining like storyline throughout this season was Michigan and the sign stealing and now it's like definitely subdued, but I think you still see the jokes on Twitter. <laughs> so you're going with uh Ryan Davis versus Lou Holtz? <laughs> or are you going with sign stealing? Okay, I'm going to switch it up and say sign stealing because that was very specific, but I'll, I'm going to go with Michigan State sign stealing and all the memes that came yes, out of that. Yes, yes, yes. But, yeah, shout out to Ryan, Ryan Dane versus Lou Holtz. <laughs> that could almost go, go into uh, your first and second pick. Scandalous coaches, which Ohio State always has scandalous yes, coaches. Yes, And the two trash talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They could, both, they could definitely go into both of those. Okay. I want to um, hear your last pick. I've got three things I'm deciding between here. Whoa. You should have texted me one of them. Well, I didn't want to give you my picks. True. So the <laughs> first one and the most obvious one is the fans. Who's wackier in college football than the fans? This isn't my pick, Yaya. Um, no, no, no. 
The second one, and I won't pick this one because I already picked live mascots, but mm. like the actual mascots, like Chip, you know what I mean? Or like the the Leprechaun for Notre Dame or the Orange for Syracuse. Like, BYU. Yeah, the, the scary looking cougars and stuff like that. He for does so mom. many push-ups, puddles, <laughs> yeah, does a lot of push-ups. Exactly. So <laughs> those are all in there, but I'm going for my number four, and this is specific, college game day signs. That is one of the most <laughs> insane, uh, hilarious, creative, and overall wacky things about college football is what these kids end up putting on their college game day signs. So creative. Yeah. I That was so cool experiencing college game day this year and like looking out on all the signs. I mean, that it was like the Jay Norvell beef. You saw a lot of like sunglasses and yep, hats yep. and stuff. But like, dude, there are some out of pocket signs. This is like, this is <laughs> something very different. But like, <laughs> on the topic of the fans, there was someone that tweeted, someone wore, I traveled from Canada to see the Detroit Pistons lose 28 games mm. at the Boston Celtics game. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. The creativity, like the push, the, the pettiness almost. The pettiness. Yes. Like, <laughs> there's some signs that make it onto the broadcast, and it's like, oh, you know, that's definitely riding a fine line of what <laughs> yeah. can be on national television, but it still stands because it's college football. Right. Anything goes. No, there's sometimes you see a sign and it's like, oh, I'm going to see that one on Twitter here in a few minutes. Right. That's got like 80,000 likes or something. Oh, that, the signs, the signs are the best. That was fun. Um, let us know what we missed out on in the comments. I know. I think I missed out on a lot of things. I wish I came a little bit more prepared, but. You're all right. How come yeah. you. Did you guys not say like bowl bowl names? The college. Do you bowl want games? bowl names? Bowl I'll names give you insane. one edit to your uh, to your list if you want. You no. can pick extravagant bowl names if you want. I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine with my list. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys. Thanks for playing. <laughs> There's the wacky college football things draft. Um, and that's only scratching the surface, too. There's probably a lot more that we could have gone to. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it again next time when you're here. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Circa. The incredible Circa Sportsbook and Resort in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, it's got a beautiful 7,000-square-foot casino. It's an adults-only casino, so it makes that whole process of checking IDs and getting in and out the door very, very easy. They got stadium swim also, so you can lounge by the pool while you bet on games. Um, and of course, 500 plus luxury rooms. If you're headed out to Vegas for the Broncos Raiders season finale, Avs Knights, Pac-12 tournament, or the Mountain West tournament, book your stay with code DMVR20, and you can get 20% off. You can also download the Circus Sportsbook app that's available in Colorado. Go to circusports.com. Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado, must be 21 or older, all rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. Shout out to Circa. Are you hyped that we get to go back to Vegas for media day again? Dude, I'm so hyped. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, Jake and I had a blast. We did. We had so much fun. On Fremont. Yeah, dude, I've never been there, and it was just like this because it's just like the regular strip, and then there's like right. that tiny like strip and sidewalk. Just anything like there's just so many characters there. Like we saw um, Jesus walking a woman with no pants. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> you there's a lot of unique things that happen. Dude, on it was Fremont so hot Street. there, but I'm like I I mean if we went to Texas it'd be hot too. Vegas it got it has like a little bit for like all of us just to have a little bit of fun afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's like, especially the flight from here to Vegas, not bad at all. Yeah, all and the right. Big 12. I forgot, you know, it's like... We're, we're in Big 12 country now. I know. I really enjoy TCU, though. I'm excited to go to Texas oh, more. It's so fun there. Yeah, that was just, I mean, it was amazing, but it was... TCU was really cool. Except yeah. the heat. Yeah. Um, maybe next time we're out there... In Fort Worth or Texas, wherever it's extremely hot, we'll have our Shady Rays, though, to protect us from the warm, mm. hot sun. Shady Rays built to last, <laughs> um, and every pair is backed by the Lost and Broken Replacement Program. Even if you don't like or you break your pair of Shady Rays on day one, they will replace them, no questions asked. Shady Rays is a great product. They have premium polarized lenses, strong, durable frames. Go to the Park Meadows Mall. Or go online to ShadyRays.com. Use that promo code 
DNVR, and you can get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. <laughs> All right. Um, a couple things to touch on. We're going to start off with the uh, CFP, though, um, on Monday, right? New Year's Day. So there I you go. I will be working the evening, 4.30 to midnight. Hopefully. Yeah, you're right in, the mid, right in the thick of it. I think the Michigan game starts at 3. That's the first playoff game that we get. Um, and then, of course, we will have Texas and Washington to follow right after. Which game do you want to start with? Maybe just Mich Michigan and Washington. Michigan, Alabama. Michigan, Alabama. I, those are my CF. I want Michigan and Alabama in the national championship, but. Well, it ain't going to happen because they're playing the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Let's talk about the Rose Bowl, though. Uh, Michigan, one and a half point favorites, uh, depending on where you shop around, two points. But they are the number one team in the country right now. Alabama, of course, gets in by beating Georgia in the SEC title game. Yeah, number four. Where are you leaning in this matchup? <sighs> um. You know, it's easy to take Michigan in this. You know, they've been pretty dominant all season. They've, <laughs> I think always their defining game is beating Ohio State, and mm -hmm. they consistently do that. They've done that the last three years. I think maybe this is like Harbaugh's, like, revenge season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the go. All the sign-sealing stuff. Let's and, go. You know, it's – Alabama's a great team. You know, they have – Jalen Milrow, he's a really, you know, consistent quarterback. He plays well. They have so many different weapons. Alabama's always been a consistent, you know, team. But this year, the SEC was a little bit, you know, on the rocks. Not great. No. Yeah. Like Not it. great. <laughs> and, you know, I think they've, you know, Alabama, they beat Georgia fair and, fair and square. But I think Michigan just has a little bit more. Yes, they are the number one team, but they're just, you know, I think they're ready, more ready to win than Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. I mean, look, Michigan's my team. Um, Why is Michigan your team? My dad grew up in Michigan. My grandpa oh, okay. grew up out there. I was, I was born into it. I had no choice in this. I actually got to pick being a Broncos fan. I didn't have a choice in being a Michigan fan. <laughs> um, anyways, kind of what you just said, I feel like this team is kind of built up to this. They made the playoffs the last two years. They got their, kick te or their teeth kicked in by Georgia two years ago. They lost the heartbreaker to TCU last year. It just feels like you know JJ's been there through it all. Um, he's got to play much better in this playoff than he did last year. But it just feels like this team has been building for this. Um, and just with everything that's gone on this season, I think Michigan wins this game. I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, Milrow's been playing really great recently. Alabama has a fantastic secondary. Mm -hmm. um, they're great in the trenches as well. So it's going to be a battle. Yeah, it's another college football shootout. I think both offenses are going to be scoring a lot. I'd say it's just going to be like one of those games where it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think both games could be like that. Well, let's go to Texas, Washington. Uh, Washington, the two seed. Texas ranked number three. Texas with their lone loss to Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. They won the Big 12. Washington beat Oregon twice to win the Pac 12. Are you riding with the Pac and Washington or are you horns up? I'm not horns up. I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I will gonna be horns up for this i think i'm gonna ride with the pack you know it's like this is the demise of the conference like they need they need just something just to send it off i mean it'd be great if washington can go all the way it'll be interesting i think i think throughout the years you see pac 12 teams enter these playoff scenarios and then they just get their ass kicked yep. but washington is such a dominant team i they've really made a name for themselves throughout this season but michael Penix is that guy dude he's he so is. so good and romo dunze like they they're such a effective duo they have so many weapons on that offense you know i think maybe they're i think throughout the season their defense is what is you know somewhat concerning there but their offense always comes back and answers answers for them it, that, that game is going to be wild. Like, both of these matchups are, like, yeah, are going to be it's wild. A great but playoff. I think, I don't know. It's just like, I I think I'm personally, like, rooting for the Huskies, but, you know, to, you know, name a score or how that game is going to end, I can't, you know, personally predict that, but I, I would like to see Michigan and Washington. All right. Um, I think Texas is going to win this game. Uh, I, I love Washington. I love, I love what Michael Penix has done all year. 
Uh, they really impressed me in the Pac-12 title game, being able to beat Oregon twice and the way they ran the ball in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Texas is the more stout team in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Washington has the quarterback advantage. I think Texas, though, is just going to be able to give them a challenge that they really haven't had to deal with. They really handled Oregon well, but Texas, I mean, they dominated Alabama up front earlier in the year, gave mm-hmm. Alabama their lone loss of uh, their season, so... I'm going to go Michigan-Texas in the CFP final. We'll touch back on this uh, next week once we finally know who's playing in the national championship. Soccer things are happening. Uh, We did this yesterday, but uh, let's get your thoughts. 2023 was a hell of a year. (laughs) Your favorite things about 2023, going all the way back to basically this time last year when we were still getting everything assembled, coach was just getting settled, uh, all the way through the Jordan seat and stuff till now. Favorite wow, things? Wow, every, everything. Everything. You know, it's like, I think, like, meeting the coaching staff, it was like a favorite thing, but it was like such a, it was like, wow, we're like really entering this new era. And um, it was very early in the season. And then leading up to that, I mean, did you say, I said, I'm going to say the spring game. I think this. I, I said that yesterday and Dude. Ryan said no. What? Yeah, I, I know. What about? I'm like the spring. It was like. You know, I that was such a, like a crazy atmosphere yes. for a fucking spring game like yes. that. Like you never ever see that. Like, and we got to see all the NFL buffs. I said hi to a couple of them, and you know, like every the whole community was there. I was like, damn, like this is like this is what we're gonna have like going yeah, into the it, season. Like it was like such a fun, exciting atmosphere, and you know, like because we we covered the spring game, and it was just like you know just spring game. But this was like. You know what was this what roster going to look like? I know there's right. a lot of guys from the previous team, but there's a lot of questions surrounding the team. Like it was just a lot of excitement, and that's when we kind of first saw like how many eyes were on the program. Yeah. So like that was really cool. Um, kind of the <laughs> everything that happened in the summer, just like the unfolding of that. But I think definitely the best moments, of course, are when the football season happens. Definitely one of my favorite moments was like going on the podcast with you guys, the TCU game. Yeah. Fun fact, I was sitting behind them during the whole podcast and it was <laughs> freezing in that hotel. <laughs> Afterwards, I ran like, I ran sprints up and down the hall, like that just like hallway because I was yeah. so cold. But I like, that was such a, like a cool like moment because it was just like the start of the season. You guys had everyone on and it was just like, yep. you know, who knows what we were going to get into. And of course... The next day unfolded, and we just saw one of the most wild offensive performances. We saw CU take down the national runner-up. Like that was just like, you know, it was you know maybe unbelievable in ways. You just like look back, and I just remember like how it was like feeling in the press box, like that you know that feeling that was missing from like the year prior of like, oh my God, we're the Buffs are gonna win this game, (laughs) especially in like such like wild fashion too, like that. That game was one of my favorite moments. It was one of my first games I ever traveled to. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun on that trip. You guys were such a blast to hang out with. And, um, yeah, I think, like, I'd say Utah, too. I don't want to, like, jump ahead. I feel like the CSU game. Of course. I feel like, the win- like, the win- like everything that sure. went up before that game. Of course, the birth of the Shador at the Nebraska game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, um, trying to think what else we said. Offset, um, like off. I mean, yeah. The little, like Lil Wayne, like ever, like those two weeks, the Nebraska week and the Colorado State week, mm-hmm. like being on the field and running into. Um, they Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett didn't come, but like those were two guys. I was like, oh my god, anything is possible, Kevin Garnett. Anything is really possible. Yeah. Like that—that um, that was cool. We threw out the ASU trip too. I mean, yeah, I didn't go. We on that had trip. a ball on that one. Um, what else did we throw out? We mentioned the rivalry weeks, um, media day. Media, media day, day was oh, a great time yeah, too. Yeah, dude, media day was so fun. I I interviewed Caleb Williams that day. Not necessarily the interview I wanted to do, but I did it, and <laughs> I can say that I did it. And you guys, did you guys talk to Caleb Williams or no? Um, he yeah. talked to Saul, our uh, GM at PHNX. He did that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you guys fed everyone Shador Sanders number two barbecue <laughs> we sauce. We mentioned that too, yeah. That was so funny. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, just like meeting everyone. I also like, I'm also rooting for Washington because I talked to Kaylin DeBoer a bit, and you know, it's just like they're yeah. they're building something so good there, and you know, we we were just sitting there, and George Kikilikoff was telling us how the Pac-12 is going to stay together. Oh and yeah. So, but surely it did not. <laughs> he came on this show and said that exact same thing. Um. <laughs> Anything else, Peggy? I mean, all the Peggy moments from the Peggy. last year have been amazing. I think it was like, <laughs> you know, a favorite moment, but I'm like, Ralphie, I'm like, oh, seeing her run, I'm like always rooting for her to yeah, get to the 50 I yard know. line. Seeing like, yeah, seeing Offset, that was pretty, that was pretty cool and interesting. Yeah, I was like, Lane. I went to the um, the practice field where they like walk out and I was like, you know, taking a video of them. I was like, oh man, Offset's like walking them out. Like <laughs> yeah. all the events of that day, like my favorite day, I would say, of the whole season was the CSU day, because we woke. I woke up very early, went to college game day. college game day, and we were standing. I was wearing this. I wear this sweatshirt all the time. It's my favorite sweatshirt. But I was wearing this exact outfit, and we were just like standing there, and like the flat irons were in the back. Like it was the weather was perfect, and I stayed up for 23 hours. And at, when I was driving home in my Subaru Crosstrek, I thought I was going to crash, but. <laughs> It was just like it was such like an incredible day and the game was crazy and like you know these are people of course you like see on tv and stuff like being around them and like seeing pat mcafee and stuff and like kind of all the whole production of it yeah and then going over to Farnfield and you know seeing Lil wayne and gronkowski and <laughs> mark ingram and the whole gang too you know these are guys that travel around the country and it's just like cool to be a part of that because you watch that like you know when you're a kid and stuff right when i was a wee tot and uh, yeah that was like certainly like a career moment and like yeah definitely another cool moment was being interviewed for the coach prime documentary yeah let's get to it you're a superstar now you're a superstar i mean no. you've already been a superstar no, yeah, but like right. that please shout out to romy bean for she she texted me and she's like hey if you get a text from the producers like that was for me and she like recommended me and like that just like meant the world to me because you know we all like i'm just like a young i'm like a young journalist but i've been like working really hard and like to get i get i get recognition from like everyone but you know getting recognition from her and her recommending me and then doing the interview and everything that like went into that like i was just like this this whole year has been like really transformative for all yeah. of us in so many different ways and has elevated our voices and our platform so much and like it's been crazy that has been like the thing i'm like most grateful for is just the opportunities that we've gotten throughout this season even though you know it didn't there were losses but we like us media members we really you know benefited off the opportunity we were getting you know exposure and you know ultimately we just try to do our jobs the best but you know as you know an up-and-coming journalist and all of us you know this was such a lucrative and like wild year like you know we're Insane. i talk to people from other schools and they're like you know i'm kind of jealous i'm not covering colorado <laughs> right now and yeah i'm just grateful for this year i was really grateful for that opportunity and it's just like i'm like you know, everything that has happened this year has been you know insane because like it's my second year covering yep. the team and like you know we're all catapulted into this you know immediate landscape and it's just been it's been so much fun like i i'm like just i'm so happy that you know this was the outcome and i get to you know show my parents that i i did study the right thing <laughs> <laughs> the validation of it has been pretty you amazing Calm majors you know i'm not striking out <laughs> yeah we uh we can uh, make an impact in the world i think <laughs> yeah i think so um but yeah it's funny what you said no one wanted to cover this team two years ago uh it's just it's funny how stuff works out sometimes yeah so much can change in a year truly like you just think about like what happened last year and yeah. just like the coaching changes and uncertainty we're talking about bronco mendenhall like you know oh, man coach coach prime wasn't uh you know wasn't really on the radar per se a little bit and not then, until later on yeah yeah not until later on and then we're like oh this is happening yeah. and what a what an awesome year it's been just insane um all right let's get to questions real quick um we got a little over five minutes here so 
Uh, what's up, Big TZ? Coming in with the super chat says, Nikki, what will your focus? What were your channel focus on in the off season? Will there still be football? Uh, you haven't posted too much lately. I What's know. going on with the YouTube? I know. I need to do. I know, guys. I need to do that more. <laughs> I, I think just to be completely honest, like I am like on, tied pretty thin with my other job, but I do want to produce content for you guys. And like seeing this comment, I definitely want to produce that more. And Troy Finnegan, my amazing, amazing colleague. Shout out to him because in my other job, I work 40 hour weeks and then he is there a lot of time to pick up the things that I'm unable to get to, but I definitely want to be doing more interviews and I'm going to try to coordinate an interview with Rick George in the coming days. It's kind of been going back and forth. Um, I'm dealing with some, yeah, some personal stuff on the side, whatever, but I want <laughs> to produce more content and post there. and. Um, give you guys more and just do more interviews. It's definitely hard working these both jo both jobs and sometimes I do get tired but I want to be posting more and I was really happy Jake got me on the show today because anytime I get back to doing this stuff like it just gives me like more motivation and like seeing myself on the Coach Prime documentary I'm just like damn I just like miss this but I work two jobs it's um, a lot but it's not an excuse and I will try to produce more content maybe get jake on you know there you go we can do something that that's that's my honest answer it's been hard doing both but i want to be getting back to more of this you've come on this show and helped me out more times than i can remember so i'll return the favor <laughs> appreciate you big teasy thank you um what'd you say oh okay uh guys hit the like button also subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify We'd appreciate your five-star review. Um, let's try to get to 300 likes by the time we end the show here very quickly. Smuggles uh, asks, what other offensive lineman's name do you know? I don't know what that's asking to. Oh, you clicked the wrong Okay. <laughs> appreciate the comment, Smuggles. 5280 Ivan, what's up, man? How many times does college game day or big noon kickoff come to Boulder in 2024? Over under two. Mm. So we had, well, in Boulder, it was two, right? It was just yeah. uh, Nebraska CSU. Um, or they came for USC, right? Big Noon did. Yeah. So that was three. So three. Um, I don't, here's the thing. I don't think the Big 12 schedule is as flashy as the Pac-12. Um it's obviously a better fit for Colorado for the future, uh, near end, distant future, but mm -hmm. you're not going to have those brand names like Oregon, USC anymore on your schedule. So, I mean, two is about where I'd say. Um, because neither of those non-conference games are in Boulder, I'm, I guess I'm going to go under. Yeah, maybe I would say under two. I think it's, it's going to maybe come to light more when that schedule is set like way down the line and we can kind of see where teams are and stuff but you know these are new relationships and like uh, matchups we're establishing or Colorado's establishing so you know it's like there's going to be a lot of intrigue across college football those guys are going to be busy going a lot of places but I mean Colorado is definitely still on that priority list so I'll hey. say I'll say I'm I'll say over two just for maybe like a big noon or College game day once, maybe a big noon twice again. I think it all depends on kind of the storylines going into um, going into each week. I changed my pick. I'm gonna go over because I think this team's gonna be better, and I think that having them more so in the conversation into late October, November, will make those types of things come to Boulder more often. Yeah. Just because the Buffs will be more relevant, uh, especially if they're in the Big 12 like championship picture. I mean, if they're on the verge of winning this conference, then of course they're going to come down here, if not every week. Uh, DJ Flamey with the Super Chat says, love the chemistry between Jake and Nikki. Sko Buffs can't wait for the spring. <laughs> Happy New Year, all. Happy New Year to you guys, Happy chat. Happy New Year. Appreciate all the support. Jermaine, will... <laughs> will I actually go to the Pearl Street Stampede next season? Um... I want to go. So, okay. 
to give context to this. <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember in episode three of the Coach Prime documentary when it's like before Nebraska, before the first home game, and they're yeah. talking about Pearl Street Stampede? Yeah. And then they have me like explaining what it is there. <laughs> I've never been, and I don't really know what it is. So <laughs> they asked me to explain it, and then they put that in the show, even though I've never been. Oh, um, we, we usually have pregame <laughs> so shows funny. then. What, what can I say? I mean, that's I'm working so Friday night. But uh, I'll try my best to go at some point in the future. Hey, you guys should get, like, I guess, like, Avanti is definitely pretty expensive real estate. But if you guys did, like, a show at Avanti, just bring your microphones <laughs> and, like, incredible. do it. incredible, yeah. Because if you've been there, like, yeah, they have, yeah. it's, like, it's a dope spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's funny. Because <laughs> I always knew the, you know, the Pearl Street stampede. Because when I went to college. And right, I'd, of course. You know, sometimes I'd pop on down there. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, I think we were all asked like a bunch of questions in the in that interview. It's like, okay, you know, we just got to give our best answer. But you explained it well. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm exactly. Like that's the <laughs> that's the thing I had on my side. It was like, well, I, it's pretty easy to explain what this is. But I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, never been. All right. Um, we're up against the clock here. What do we have? I'm Heavens. Demon says. Does anybody know where A.J. Harris is projected to go? Um, so former Georgia cornerback, 2023, 247 Sports, five-star player. Um, I've seen some stuff about him going to Auburn, but I don't think that uh, – he. I think he's going to Syracuse. I think that's the next visit that Calling he mentioned. Calling Brown. You know, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, man, they're kind of killing it recently. Dude, I know. This would be a massive get for King them. Joseph Edwards, but I think they were always going to win that recruiting battle because, you know, Nick Williams was recruiting him pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, let me see what On3 says, if they have a prediction in here. Still says 99% Auburn and 1% Syracuse, so we'll see. Uh, one more question for you, Nikki. Eric's asking your confidence meter on a Colorado commitment from Bryce Underwood. Oh, man. One to ten. Ten's a virtual lock. One is he won't touch this place with a ten-foot pool. (laughs) Where are you going? I think, I mean, him coming here was definitely positive. I mean. He visited when Jordan Seaton was here. It was that CSU game. Yeah, there, like that, you know, it is positive to see that. I mean, I think the decommitment of Antoine Hill, you know, there, there is, like, I think some speculation there. I don't, I think it. There's a little bit too much kind of openness there potentially in his recruitment. So I don't think Colorado is totally out of it. I think they're definitely still recruiting him. And, um, you know, when Shador Sanders, you know, goes to the NFL or follows his career path elsewhere outside of Colorado, they'll definitely need someone like Bryce Underwood to carry the torch. They need a really talented quarterback. And I think they're going to try to recruit a guy that can, you know, be the quarterback of this program needs. So I think selling him on um, having that spot in the future is definitely like a positive kind of outcome. But I, th- I would say like a four on my confidence on where Bryce J. Right. Underwood's going to land. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, it's he Colorado's, a week Colorado's from not totally out of it. What? He commits a week from tomorrow. Ooh. So we're on the clock here. Yeah. Um, anything else, Yaya? We are good to go. Uh, that's the last show of 2023. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? So full circle. Thank you for having me yeah, on, Jake. Yeah, of course. It's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in a I while. I know. It's been a minute. Um, I'll see you up in Boulder for some basketball games. I'm sure we'll have a Sunday yeah. press conference oh, or man. something. Buffs, men's basketball, and women's basketball. Very, They're killing it right now. They both start conference play this weekend. Women's basketball is a pretty good matchup against Utah and Washington. They've they have a team full of transfers. They've yep. been pretty good as well. Yep. But Buffs are nine and two. Washington eight and three overall. So both productive non-con schedules and it's gonna be a real test. Good thing the Buffs are playing at home because they usually play well. Yeah, they've um, been playing lights out at home. They have a big game coming up against uh, Arizona. They head to Tucson. I believe that is next 
next Thursday. So that's the one we're all going to be tuning in for. Little Cody Williams update from Troy Finnegan, my coworker. Everyone oh, should follow playing? him. No, sorry. Oh. <laughs> he is. He wasn't doing anything yesterday at practice, and he still has a brace on. So they'll definitely need him <laughs> coming into conference play. But all I right. think it's still questionable on whether or not he will play tonight. Likely not. Hopefully, we need him. Yeah, no more DMVR for the rest of the year. Sorry, guys. Broncos on Sunday. All right. Um, I don't really know what the plan is for next week. We may be live on Monday. We may be live next on Tuesday. So uh, we'll find out. I don't know. But I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all the support. Hit the like button on the way out. Let us know where we can follow you and find all your work. Nikki Edwards, N-I-K-K-I. Edwards with three S's. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm floating around Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can follow me there. And I will be posting more content. And I'm holding myself <laughs> accountable, and I'm saying it here. Posting more content. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jake, for having me on. Of course. Uh, we'll have you back on pretty soon, I'm sure. We yeah. have a long off-season to get through. I so. know. <laughs> All right. See you guys next year. Let's go Buffs. Bye.